Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. that i'm rubbing my hands together okay you know why it's briar weekend baby the final weekend is upon us hi again everybody it's jungle jim jerome coming out with another episode a special episode of inside curling but really kevin isn't every episode special when you think it about is it? special <laughs> i love the look behind you jimmy with that dark wood the dark wood look i love it isn't that crazy i'll, I'll tell you what we come from all parts of the country uh you're in edmonton warren's in port coquitlam uh, our producer's in Vancouver, and I'm in my hometown, Sudbury, in northern Ontario. As my dad used to say, Sudbury's beautiful in the fall when the leaves are changing color from gray to black. <laughs> 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 I can't say that. We got listeners from Sudbury. I'm kidding. I grew up here. I'm actually in the house I grew up in. Uh, anyway, here for a few days, and uh, the Briar Week is over. All the round-robin stuff is finished. Warren's going to try and break it down for us to figure out who made the final four. We did this with the Scotties. Uh, I don't know. I had to get out the Abacus, then the calculator. Then I had to get out. I had to turn the statues. I had to look at the pyramids to see who was playing which. I just talked to Hanson, Kevin, a couple minutes before just to make sure we're all. I said, who's in the playoffs? He goes, oh, God, Jim, don't ask. I'm going to explain it all on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for joining us, uh, as I say, for this special episode. Uh, we really appreciate listening and supporting all our sponsors. We want to thank Sports Interaction, Coyote Tractor, Gold Line, of course, and Nestle Boost. Here's what's on the show. It's in London, Ontario. The Briar Saturday afternoon play will start with the final four teams. That's where it's a special show. They just were decided here several minutes ago. We're going to look at the final four, how they got there, how we did with our picks. Huh. I made a mistake, Kevin. It's hard to believe I made a mistake. And you got beat up for it. Oh no! Uh, look at look at look at the look at look at Hanson going. Hey, Jerome, you got your ass kicked. Hey, good. Uh, well, you should be kicking my ass. You guys are in the Hall of Fame. Okay, you're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, also, some great shot making by some up and comers. Right, we've got uh, a good field. I know we talked about it last week, and uh, Kevin and Warren, you both gave your sort of takes on on who to watch for. Uh, but my guess is the cream rose to the top here. But uh, they made some fantastic shots, so we're going to take a look at how these curlers should develop going forward. And we're going to make our picks. That's right, folks. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you're on the edge of your seat. <laughs> Anxious. Wanting your pick, yeah. Jim. Wanting your, pick. your picks. I can't believe Brad Goosh, who made the playoffs. It was, <laughs> such, it was a huge long shot. It was a big long shot. <laughs> Okay, we've reached the final four. Uh, they've made their way into the page playoff system, Warren. Break it down, baby. Break it down. All right, Jim. Well, we'll go back to uh, the conclusion of the round robin, which seems like it was a couple of weeks ago, but <laughs> it was just yesterday. And we were playing in two pools. There were nine teams in each pool. 
The winners of the A pool, Manitoba, Dunstan finished first with an 8-0 record. Alberta, Kevin Cooey was second at 7-1, and Northern Ontario was at 6-2. So those were the three teams out of Pool A. Out of Pool B, Team Canada, Brad Gushu, 7-1. Wildcard 1, Botcher, also 7-1. And, and Ontario snuck in there, Mike McCune, with a 6-2. So those were the three teams out of B. Now, pay attention. So no tiebreakers. There are no tiebreakers. So here's what happens next. So Alberta now slides over into Pool B. And Botcher slides over into Pool A. And so when Botcher slides over to Pool A this afternoon, he played Northern Ontario. And over in Pool B, Cooey played Ontario. So, on those games this afternoon, on the uh, Ontario game against Alberta, Ontario uh, two in the last end to squeak a 9-8 victory over Kevin Cooey. Bit of a surprise win there. Kevin Cooey played pretty fast today. He had 30 seconds left when he was in the hack to throw his final rocks. That was a quick game for him. (laughs) Must have been out of breath. (laughs) In the other game, wildcard one Botcher against Young Horgan from Northern Ontario. Fairly easy win for Botcher. He took that one eight to five. Horgan just didn't have a good day. Mm -hmm. So now we got into this evening in what they refer to as the seeding round. So now we go back to Pool A, and we have the first place team, Manitoba, Dunstan, now right. play against Botcher, who came through the game in the afternoon. And the other game, we've got Team Canada, Gushu, going against Mike McCune. Uh, the Gushu-McCune game, uh, it was pretty much a blowout. Gushu easily won at 9-3. Gushu was playing very well this evening, and McCune was struggling. He's really had a, a difficult week, Mike. He's, uh, he's played really well at times, and other times he just seems to be struggling. So... It was a tough one. The other game was a barn burner. Uh, just an amazing last stand, amazing last shot made by, by Dunstan to win that 5-3. to three. So now we've set the stage for the weekend. We're now down to the page playoff side of the thing with four teams left. In the three versus four game that'll go tomorrow afternoon, we're going to have uh, McCune going against uh, Botcher. And in the one versus one game tomorrow evening, we're going to have Dunstan going against Gushu. And the one versus one winner gets to the final. Uh, the three versus four winner goes against the loser of the game between Dunstan and uh, Gushu. So that's the stage has been set. Also want to mention an uh, interesting thing as well. We talk about the ranks. So one, two, three rank going into this thing was Dunstan, Boncher, Gushu. And they're all still there. Quite interesting that that's come through. Cooey was number four, so had he won against McCune, would have had all ranks, one, two, three, four, in mm-hmm. the final showdown. I just want to say one more thing, too. This playoff system that they're using, um, it drives me crazy. And, and <laughs> I'll give you a good example of, of what went on here tonight. Here you have Dunstan, who comes through that A side at 8-0. Right. He's, he's earned the right to get into a situation of a page one versus one where you win one, you're in the final. Mm-hmm. He's playing that game tonight. If he doesn't win that, he's he's been undefeated getting into this playoff. He has to go back th- to winning three games in a row to to win the Briar. He should never go back more than having to win uh, one more, not two more. And, and that in its own right is wrong. Never mind the whole other thing with this playoff. Anyway. You bit your tongue there, Warren. You had a lot <laughs> more to say about you. <laughs> there was more written on that page, Jim. I know yeah. there was more written <laughs> yeah, on that page. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, uh, something that was noticeable was uh, the frost. I know the the weather's not great in London, and and they're having lots of trouble with frost. But drawing is so difficult. 
Uh, you're talking about the Kui game. So in the ninth end, it's tie game, playing nine. And actually, Kevin on his first just has to draw anything from back button to back eight. And it would have been an open hit and then an open draw for two. But actually threw it right through the house in the ninth end. And you saw it to uh, this game, uh, uh, the Botcher-Dunstone game tonight. Uh, I think it was Botcher first. He goes to throw it open to the open side of the house, right through the rings. So then Dunstone yeah. goes to throw it in the rings, right through the house. Right. <laughs> they actually showed some of the people in the crowd, and they're like, what the heck? Like, they can't hit the rings. Right. So drawing is really, really hard in London. So if people are watching, it has a lot to do with the frost, I think. Um, the other thing, Warren, that is, 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 is so difficult, and they didn't do it a lot when, uh, back when I played, but they did some the last few years, um, and that was sanding the rocks midstream, middle of the event. Boy, that's tough. That is so hard yeah. on the curlers. They're, they really get to know the rocks and, and the rock books, and, and the really good coaches have an, a real good idea of which pairs match. When you sand the stones, they get all different again. That's really tough. The, the curling has really dropped in preciseness since they resanded the stones. So that makes it really tough. Um, it really takes somebody like, say, Jules Ochar, would no doubt be the best rock matching coach in history. And it really makes it tough on a guy like that because you have all of them matched up and then they resand them Thursday morning. Well, well, today's only Friday. <laughs> so there was no time to rematch and, and figure it out. And that's why I think you're seeing a lot of the draws being missed. Brad Gushu today in the, the game that he won easily, but the first end, he has a draw to, has to bite button, but that's something that Brad would do normally quite easily. Missed it. Steal a two right away. And then, and then Mike couldn't make the important draws. Gives up three, steal three, steal two. Holy smokes. So um, I think that's something that needs to be looked at. The, once again, Warren, we talked about the length of the event. Yeah. Somehow, gotta get this way shorter. Like, started Friday. Maybe start Monday at the earliest or Tuesday yeah. and, and crown your champ on Sunday. And then you wouldn't have to resound the rocks. You'd have much better uh, curling conditions, in, in, in my opinion. Because that's, that's the biggest thing I saw, Jimmy, is that it's tough for the players. That's all. So, so Kev, a, a couple questions. One is, so uh, don't sand the rocks and you don't think you would have seen that same problem? Well, no, no. Well, if you're going to start Friday and play till Sunday, you have to. you're going through three seasons. Like, you know, you're playing all year. So right. it would be just bone straight if you didn't. I'm right. just saying that, like, you're trying to put a Band-Aid on something. Like, maybe let's, let's get that event shorter so you don't have to do that. That's my point. I'm talking from a curler's point of view, Jimmy, right? Right. I'm talking from putting on my curler's hat. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. You're, well, you were one of those. Um, <laughs> I've got, uh, my other question is, it's not the first time I've heard uh, a problem with frost, okay? You hear it a lot, as a matter of fact, okay? You hear that. Is there nothing, Kevin, they can do while the game is on to say, wait a minute here, we got a bunch of frost buildup, time out, <laughs> let's, let's fix this. Well, this building doesn't have dehumidification, mm -hmm. so that's the problem there. Most most uh, fairly modern buildings uh, have dehumidifiers, and so right. humidity is not a problem. So frost isn't a problem. The, the buildings are extremely dry. Going back to the Olympics, Jimmy, quick little story. So after we were done the Olympic gold game, they the building's extremely dry. So you have to go to drug testing once you're off the podium. Well, being an old guy, you can only drink five balls of water, any more than that, and dilutes the sample. So... And I'm, I'm dry as a bone. Of course, the young guys, John and, and, and Mark and Ben, when they right. have to go uh, give their sample, go have a pee, it's no problem. They're three stallions and 
For me, I'm having this water and I'm drinking and drinking and an right. hour and a half later, no, still nothing. So that's how dry the buildings usually are. But when you're talking about a, a building with no dehumidification, then you can get it, you know, a lot of humidity, a lot of frost, and that makes it tough. No, I'm, I'm not saying anything against the ice makers. They're top shelf. It's as good as it gets. It's just you have a lot of frost, and then you resand the stones. Then they're quite rough, and with the frost, it makes it tough. That's all. So the answer is no, Jim. There's nothing you can do about the frost. Let's talk about that sanding the stones, too, because we keep hearing the term that they're sharpening the rocks. Yeah, they're not. They're not sharpening them. What the sanding actually does is it's it's virtually scratching the running edge, roughing it up a bit. So it'll grab into the pebble a little bit better. And what happens, because it's just a, it's a roughing experience, it's not a sh- sharpening, it's not a grinding. Mm-hmm. After the rocks have been used for a certain period of time, it starts to wear off, which is why they have to redo it. So it's not, they're not sharpening the rocks. They're virtually ruffling, roughing them up. And it only lasts for a small amount right. of time. Right. Uh, speaking of sharp, who was the sharpest, Warren? Uh, you got some shooting percentages for us. See that segue, Kev? Sharp, sharp. Yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about this a bit because it tells us, again, these good teams, uh, they don't just happen to uh, show up there at the end. They are consistent throughout the week. And if we look at the percentages that were, sh- were shot all week, the guys at the top were the top shooters. So right off the top, Dunstan was the 88%. But his third, Neufeld, was the best third on the ice, 92%. Gushu was 87%. Nichols a little bit back, 84 Cooey was 85 Tardy again, really strong, 88 Botcher was 82 Kennedy was 81 Kennedy had a bit of a tough week, and he was struggling again uh, earlier today, but he seemed to tonight be playing a lot better. But there's a good example of how they ranked in the end, like virtually was one, two, three, four almost, and it was very evident by, by how they shot. The game tonight was interesting as well. Botcher team played very well. I think Dunstan kind of uh, dodged the bullet there. Botcher himself shot 88%, where Dunstan was at 80 and uh, Botcher's team, I think, at 93, and the Dunstan team at 85. Over on the other sheet, Gushu seems to be really coming back into the fold. They shot 89. McCune again, not that bad, actually, 85. McCune just missed a couple of t- key shots and uh, got him behind the eight ball. So that gives you some idea of that they are playing pretty well, even though they are at times struggling with the conditions that they're playing under. Right. So everyone's up over sort of 85%. Minimum. Yes. Yeah. And if you look at the teams that aren't there, they're down below those guys. And that's why these guys are where they are and the other ones are where they are. Right. So it's always back to the age old thing, Warren. The cream rises to the top. Lots of people say, well, they should. And other people say it's getting boring with the cream rising to the top all the time. So. <laughs> but you know what, Jimmy? There's a lot of new cream coming up. Yeah, There's a lot be. of new young people coming up. Matty Dunstone, he's only 27, so we got to count him as young, although he's right. really good. Right. Uh, lots. How about Tyler Tardy, 24? We've got uh, the Carson Sturmey team around 26 years old. Jacques Gauthier, 24. So the whole Newfoundland and Nova Scotia teams are both young. So yeah. it looks really good going forward, actually, in Canada. We've got a, a whole crop of really good young players coming up. It's just a matter of somehow making sure we join all the good players on the same teams yeah. so we can compete with uh, the Nicodines and Bruce Mowitz of the world and Joel Retornaz and so on. So we've, you know, it, it looks pretty good. Yeah, what generally, Kevin? What's what's the demise of a young team when they're trying to bust through, and they're playing at you know they're playing at the national championship? Is it execution, Kev, or is it strategy uh, that they they sort of get out coached? 
both um strategy definitely uh, mm-hmm. because you know curling's a game of chess and it's hard to be a chess master at a very young age so right. and you know that's normal but for for the young guys coming up uh, um in the briar i think it's really important somehow the financial part's really important and being mm-hmm. able to train enough mm-hmm. Uh, at a high level, so that's got to be the concern of of curling Canada right now, and 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 of course uh, David Murdoch uh, going forward in the high performance is okay. We've we know we've got lots of talent, right? It's clear as a bell. But now, how are we going to get those all these young people to grow together and become super strong? That's going to be the trick. How how to make that occur? Mm-hmm. When you mentioned uh, strategy too, Jim, Kevin and I were talking about this yesterday afternoon. And a good example of this, young Felix Aslan from Quebec, he's another very good player, lots of potential. He's just right there. Mm-hmm. And he's playing against Botcher, I guess, in the last game or second last game of the round robin, which if he wins that, he's very likely going to, uh, well, he will be in a tiebreaker with Mike McCune. He's um, in a situation, he's one up in the eighth end. He has the hammer. By drawing probably the forefoot, looking at two counters of Botchers, uh, he's going to be up two going into the ninth. And he, rather than that, plays a run-back double that is there, but it's it's a difficult shot, and uh, he doesn't make it, and, and Botcher st- steals one and turns the thing around. And as Kevin and I were saying, being two up in the ninth end, uh, you're in control, you're in you're in power. You you did not have to make that double. You played that riskier shot, and uh, you didn't get there. Where's the coach running at them, going, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute here. <laughs> what happened there? That the coach didn't step in." Maybe he's a bad strategist. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pierre Charette, actually, Pierre. And I think they came out, didn't they, Warren? But yeah, I, they but, did. But I, I didn't know what they were saying because they were speaking saying, French, no. so I, I couldn't tell. But uh, anyway, interesting. I, I will be bugging Pierre the next time I see him. For sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so what kind of advice are you giving Felix? <laughs> yeah. Just tell him Jerome asked, and he'll go, Jerome doesn't know his shit. <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> but I think back to Kevin. I mean, there, there was a lot of young talent in this particular briar, and I think, Murdoch's challenge is going to be identifying them, um, getting them trained properly, getting them properly into the teams they should be with. And I think one of the issues that he's going to be facing is maybe in certain parts of the country where a couple of these really good players are, they really haven't got other people that they can play with immediately. And that's going to be the, the challenge that they have facing them going forward. I forgot to mention the Horgans, for goodness sakes. I mentioned a lot yeah. of the top young curlers. Well, you got to mention Tanner and his brother, Jake. Yep. Like, my goodness, what are they? 24 and 22, respectively. So super young and, and very good players. Be careful Be careful uh, what you say. There's lots of people who listen. Warren <laughs> Warren said that uh, Anderson wasn't going to do very well. She buried him when she came on her show. <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and Jimmy said Gushu wasn't going to qualify. Oh, no. And he, no, no, forget and he, that. Oh, and he got, buried, he got buried on social media, up. too. And not, by, and not by Brad, by everybody. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Listen to the Inside Curling podcast ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. 
It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. We made some picks. Make it snappy, Warren, okay? Just bring us up to date, but make it quick. Okay, so here we go. Uh, in the A pool, Kevin picked Cooey, yep. Warren picked Cooey, Jim picked Cooey. Three check marks. It's pretty good. Kevin picked Dunstan, Warren picks Dunstan. We get check marks, Jim picked Crothers, no check mark. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell Reed you guys didn't pick him. <laughs> However, uh, Kevin and I did pick Crothers uh, for the third spot, and uh, we get no check mark. But Jim picked Horrigan. He gets a check mark. Thank you. Yes. So on the A pool, it was everybody got two. Now we go to the B pool. Yes, sir. Kevin picked Botcher. Warren picked Botcher. Jim picked Botcher. Three check marks. Still tied. Mm-hmm. Kevin picked Gushu. Warren picked Gushu. Oh, two no. check marks. <laughs> Jim picked Aslan. No check mark. <laughs> The third one, Kevin picked Sturme, Warren picked McCune, Jim picked McCune. Two what check marks, hell? two check marks, one X. So in the end, Jim gets three, Kevin gets four, and Warren gets five. Yeah, Warren <laughs> won. I got more than three. You miscounted there, well, but we're not going to go over it again. <laughs> okay, we uh, talked about you talked about these young curlers. Uh, who are coming up, and that's good to see, and good and uh, great for the game. Of course, uh, you know, like every sport, you need, you need to grow. You need the young guys. Uh, a number of these guys are at the Briar, uh, and they showed moments of brilliance. Some of them, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't got to see all the uh, the whole week. I did when I was at Edmonton, but I've been traveling the last couple of days. Warren Curling Canada is a new high performance director, of course, and Dave Martin right? He's grand. He's just grand. What should he be doing, Warren? to develop the young talent here? Well, I think as we just talked about, he's he's got lots to work with there. I think mm-hmm. he's going to have to operate some uh, some camps where he uh, goes through a lot with these guys, a lot of training, a lot of identifying who's got what kind of talents. Mm-hmm. And I think his next challenge is going to be how he gets them all into teams. I don't think this squad, I think the next squad. Oh. I think the older bunch that are pretty much on top of the heap right now are going to be the guys he's going to be working with between now and the next squad. And the younger guys are going to be coming into the 2028 phrase is the way I see it. The reason I brought Warren in first is uh, he said something positive there. <laughs> uh, what, do you, <laughs> what do you think, Kevin? You've seen the whole week, another briar in the books before the playoffs? <laughs> Yeah, I know David, he he thinks a lot about the technical part of the game, and that's where I think he's going to have to really... We have a lot of uh, interesting technical uh, parts to a lot of our young players' games. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, for teams to be super consistent, uh, kind of, you know, Maggie Dunstone, that's a very unique delivery. Gets really, really low, Tucker, mm-hmm. and if he were playing with flat-foot curlers, it'd be very difficult for him. But now the team he's got... With BJ and Colton throwing it the same, they're really, they're really looking good. So I think that's a lot to it is having the teams figure out who should be with whom. It, it, you can't just put everybody together and like let's let's get these teams as strong as we we can going forward. And there's there's certain aspects to it that I think are really important and and working on the young players technical. Mm-hmm. So that's making sure we have good solid coaching at the national level. All of our coaches, you know. 
they're not always you know the very very strongest in my opinion mm-hmm. so we need to maybe uh that's something that david will have to really concern himself with is the quality of our coaching crew very good okay we're gonna do some picks by the way uh we invite you to go to sports interaction you can bet on some curling check out the odds and uh and lay a bet have some fun you know throw down a few shekels hansen okay on a game um you're sure you don't want to redo that? I thought I had five wins. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Maybe in your dreams. <laughs> well, strap in, boys, okay? Because now we're going to make some new picks, right? It's uh, that time. And uh, you know what? Just relax, people, okay? Eventually, I will give you my picks. I'm going to let the fellows go first. <laughs> now, there's a new challenge tonight, Jim. All right. Picking gold, silver, and bronze out of the four teams that are left. Gold, mm. silver, and bronze. Okay. Wow. That's good. That's good. Uh, okay, you go first, Kev. Okay. Well, I am going to pick Dunstone Gold. I believe this young guy is ready to do it. I think he will beat Mr. Guju in the final, and Mr. Botcher ends up with the bronze. That's my call. Okay. Go ahead, Warren. My turn, Jim. Yes, sir. Well, I agree with Kevin. I think uh, Ryan and the Three Tuckers. Are going to do it. They've had an outstanding week, I think. Uh, VJ Newfeld has played outstanding. He did again tonight, and I think uh, they're ready to win. And I believe it'll be Gushu. It'll be a very close battle, and, and Brad could win it. it. It's going to be neck and neck, but I think the way Dunst has been going all week, they're going to have a little bit of an edge. And again, I also believe that Botcher will come up into the bronze medal position. Same I think, pick. You know, I what? think Mike, Mc, Mike McEwen's just been struggling too much. And not that he couldn't do it, but the way things are sitting after tonight, um, something will have to change a lot for him to, to come through. So Dunstone, Gushu, Butcher, both of us. So that's what Kevin way. picked. Yes. Jim, he copied me. I know. We got we to bring in the referee. <laughs> that's brutal. be an he umpire. There's, wait a minute, Warren. Stop. You can't pick the same as the guy before you. You got to change. Kevin got to go first. Oh, okay, so uh, <laughs> just to make you happy, Jim, I'll switch Gushu for first and Dunstan for second because it's okay, going to be that close go. anyway. Either one of them could win, in my opinion. Okay. And Brad's feeling a lot better, I think, than he was. So it'll be a it'll be a barn burner. Okay. Here's mine. Okay. McEwen is going to win the Briar. Okay? okay. He's got he got. He played poorly. He's got a chance. He hasn't done very well in the end of this thing. He's given up chances and chances again over the last few years. McEwen is going to beat Dunstone in the final. I'm going with my boy Botcher to beat, uh, to place third. Gushu's out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess the next time we have Brett on the show, uh, Kevin, you and I are going to have to do it for okay, ourselves. Yeah, we're have to no. ourselves. So McEwen is going to be Dunstone Silver, and uh, uh, Botcher is going to be, yeah. And Brad's, getting, Brad, Brad's, Brad's a nice old. fellow. You've been I real know. mean to Mr. Goose. I know. I love Brad, but I'm just trying to mix things up here. So you heard it here first and okay. probably for the last time. If your picks ever came in, Jimmy, you'd make a fortune. I know. I'm going to go to Sports Interaction. i got to check the odds. I'm going to make a million here. My, t- my 10 bucks might make me 300 or something. So uh, there you go, folks. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the briar. Well, tomorrow, this is late Friday night. Look at, look at us, okay? Being current, bringing everyone an update. Thanks a lot for listening and, uh, and tuning in. And thank you to all our sponsors, Sports Interaction, Coyote Tractor, Goldline, and Nestle Boost for bringing you every edition and this special edition of Inside Curling. 
Rod Paulson, thank you for our Facebook stuff. Uh, Rod handles all of it, his company, In-House Strategies. And thank you for emailing us. You can uh, do it at insidecurling at gmail.com. We love to get them and we love to read them. We didn't have time tonight to do it, but we do each and every other show. So thank you again. Again, insidecurling at gmail.com and check out our Facebook. Uh, way to go, boys. Uh, it's late for me here, but you know me. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a bat horn. Okay, I'm just waking up. <laughs> have, right your, have your milk and uh, cookies and uh, go night night. I'm going to go hang from the rafters here. They're 12-foot ceilings. I'm going to go hang upside down. <laughs> we'll talk to you later, boys. You go McEwen. <laughs> you got this, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jimmy. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. See you, Kevin. Yep. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.